At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Howdy, everyone. If you enjoy the show, join our free Discord, link in the description, and chat with the cast. Please leave a review and consider joining our Patreon for behind-the-scenes content and more. Tiers start at a dollar, and even that helps us out. To stay up-to-date with episode releases and more, follow us on Twitter at Riftway Podcast. Good evening, Rifters. This is Rifts and Realms, the 5e D&D podcast where we discuss all you need to know about world-building. From gods and demons, to mountains and molehills. I'm Nathan, the dungeon master and creator of Riftwake. I'm Josh, your fellow dungeon master, world builder, and fantasy enjoyer, and also the co-host. Well, anyways, (laughs) today we'll be talking about crafting characters. Crafters. Crafters. Crafting crackers. Crafting crackers. Oh, so that's my favorite cr- characters. <laughs> how is a cracker made, Josh? Well, first of all, I don't actually know how crackers are made. I think they're bread. I think it's a <laughs> bread-based <laughs> situation. <laughs> what, what, a, what a biscuit's made off. That's so weird. Anyway. <laughs> Give me a second to write this down. Bread. Anyway, how to make bread. Episode question mark? I see my wife make bread. I know how to make bread. I don't know how to make crack. Right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um crafting characters. Yes, sir. Um so when crafting characters, the first thing that goes into the mind is what is this character's purpose? You know, what does it do? It makes butter. Oh uh-huh. my god. <laughs> um, but truly, that's the important piece. What makes this character different from no-name NPC number 450,000 that the characters are walking past today? Uh, what do they contribute to the story? Um, and even if they don't like contribute to anything in the story like in a big way, like do they provide a window into the lives of people that the characters don't think about very often, right? 
So the purpose of the character doesn't have to be like, oh, he's the big baron of this particular location. Uh, it can be as simple as like, oh, this is a small peasant child who doesn't understand what's going this on right now. This is a small peasant child that I'm <laughs> going to kill in front of the party. What? Like <laughs> what's the purpose spaz. of this character? Trauma. It's traumatizing. Trauma. No, no, it's just like, mm, Nathan... You, you see, any game with Nathan, you see a child, you're like, no, I'm not talking to the kid. <laughs> I'm gonna stay fucking far away. Hmm. Nathan describes a child, us immediately leaves the town. Nothing good just, can happen here. <laughs> just like, hey, but the child is starving, you know? It's like, I'm not touching that kid. That kid's gonna fucking die. I'm not going anywhere near that child. Uh... But yeah, establishing a strong, clear purpose for the character that you're crafting, um, I'd say that is priority number numero uno whenever you're building out uh, NPCs. Um, and it's also really, really important when you're building out player characters as well. Like, you want your character to be accomplished in something, right? Generally, they need to be, they need to have a purpose, right? Like, oh, I'm the barbarian, so my brain is like, I'm going to tank. Or sometimes upending that purpose as well. It's like, oh, I'm the barbarian, uh, I'm going to be really good at range combat. <laughs> but having that purpose in mind is really important while you're crafting the character, while you're I mean, there's a lot of what the rest interesting of the things you can be. do. I mean, there's a lot of interesting things you can do with. Uh, your characters, I feel like one of the big things as a dungeon master is that your characters can really sh face the shape, like, face the shape of your world. Um, mm -hmm. Give some well, character to different locations, because <laughs> you know, different places shape different people, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to find someone who's um, you know, Someone who's from a society where it's very multicultural might be less likely to have certain views um, than <laughs> someone from a more monoculturistic uh, location, you know? Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I think that the ideation of the character purpose, whenever, even if you're a player, is pretty important because that can introduce a lot of things to the world for your dungeon master to use. Uh, like, oh, your character is like this, come from a line of people who are like this. I can, we can, we can use that kind of situation. Yeah, because the, the, I, mean, I think one of the core things about writing a character is the in line, staying in line with those around you and those you are Related to or breaking the mold, as it were. Right. Absolute. Um, so after you kind of establish what your character's purpose is, um, I think that the easiest thing to do next is to uh, define your character's archetype, right? And whether they typify that archetype or upend it, um, is for you to decide, right? But kind of having that general character idea in mind, like, oh, my my archetype is 
the loyal knight? Like, how do I, how does this person typify that? How, or how do they uh, upend that where they seem so, like the archetypical loyal knight, but are actually a nefar- nefarious individual? I think the other thing that can be said is uh, talking about groupings of different personalities and uh, mm-hmm. just these sets of characters that have a certain vibe to them. Um, for example, you have this do-gooding adventure party out there that you hear about, and then you interact with them or something like that. Um, maybe as a foil to your murder hobo party, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Um, honestly, what I was thinking, uh, the reason why I bring this up was, uh, I, you know, I had, I've been playing a lot of uh, World War II games, and I just had this horrible image in my mind where I was like, imagine if like Hitler and Mussolini were an adventuring party. It's like, hmm, yes. Terrible. That's all, that's what a terrible, like a terrible idea. idea. <laughs> mm, I don't know why. Just that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> just watch fucking when Emperor hilarious. Hirohito's just in the background, like, what's up? Yeah, what's up, <laughs> guy? Let's go. Get out of here, Hirohito. Europeans Dude, only. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. It's been <laughs> Um. But yeah, getting getting an archetype in mind while you're while you're putting together what you want your character to be or what you want the uh, NPC to kind of identify with, um, mm-hmm. and they can be very broad or very specific. Um, lots of character archetypes are pretty broad, um, but if you're like, oh, I got inspiration from this TV show that I really like. And I want this character to be like this character from this TV show. Like, that's a character archetype or, you know, character inspiration. Mm. Um, Generally, characters from TV shows also fit into specific archetypes, if you want to get even more broad. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I mean, like um, the, the, the I I let's let's mention a couple of them. I like the noble thief. Wait, which one did you just mention? The noble thief. Oh, the noble thief. Yeah, that's a classic. The Robin Hood yeah. type of character. Yeah, the the uh, 
The Rogue with a Heart of Gold is a classic. And and, and your gold, too. Um, Another archetype that I'll say is the Smart Snob. Right? The justified uh, racist, we know. <laughs> justified racist? I didn't I don't say know that. Why, I don't know why, but that just came to my mind as an I don't, archetype. I don't think the justified racist is a particularly why, strong <laughs> archetype. I don't know why. What? I just find it fucking hilarious. <laughs> but uh, it is. That's an archetype. I can't confirm. Jana Proudmore. She's racist and she has a reason to be racist. <laughs> I think I have not played Warcraft, so I can only go by from what the internet tells me. I don't know why, just so funny. <laughs> um, I don't even know if that's her name. Fuck, I haven't played World of Warcraft in forever. Um, I'd say another character archetype that we want to go into is like the stereotypical nobleman. There's like snooty noblemen and like honorable noblemen and you know there's so many categories and subcategories and genres and subgenres of uh potential characters that you can uh pick from. And whenever you are picking from these archetypes, uh keep in mind what is the character's role and how do they perform it. This is a little different from like what's their purpose, right? I'd say their purpose is like the function that they play in the story and the role is the function they play in your society. Mm. Right. And people can be good and bad at their jobs. <laughs> so that is an important distinction and to make as well. People can be bad and good at their jobs. People can be, people can be good at some aspects of their jobs and bad at others. So mm. this is where you have like corrupt noblemen or someone who gets the job done or Corrupt uh, police. Well, I, was, I went straight to the police. <laughs> uh, the police. Corrupt, corrupt police commissioners and uh, honorable stand-up fellas. Cor- and corrupt racist, murderous <laughs> police officers. Yeah, hypothetically. Hypothetically. hypothetically yes, yes. I'm not well, saying you know, they're casually there. Casually stomping like, kids <laughs> on the curb. Yes. Yeah, Wait a minute. Yeah. I just <laughs> realized... We, uh-huh. we we had a um, little girl, right, in Riftway, uh-huh. and then uh, he didn't aim for the neck. <laughs> yeah, but, but didn't aim for the neck, unfortunately, so that's not really a, the, the same parallel. It's not a so, one-to-one. Um, yeah, it's, you know, a couple, couple centimeters off, but yeah. <laughs> um, it was very dark humor. Um, yeah. Um, so the character's role is basically the the... the the mission that they fulfill as part of the society. Uh, sometimes that ties into the purpose, like the nobleman, his job, his role that he fits into society may be to be a nobleman. Um, but that's not necessarily going to be true of everyone. Like the peasant's job or role in society may not be just be the peasant. It just may to get reeled like, in the ass. That's one. Yeah. That's been most of the proletarian. <laughs> uh. um, and then how do they perform? You, there is an incredible bar of, of competence to incompetence with many gradations between competence and incompetence. 
And mm-hmm. sometimes it is so fun <laughs> to play someone violently incompetent at their duties. <laughs> it is true. It's so much fun. Like, you know, there, there's you know something you said that? about being really good at your job. And then there's also I live that life. Of- <laughs> I live that life, you know, grossly oh, yeah. incompetent. Yes. Grossly incompetent at my duties. Yes. Um, Everything I can fill and I fill. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to be uh, relevant to, to us at this moment. Uh, yes. but, uh, we were recording episodes of the Stars Without Numbers game and I had a set of cops. They rolled so poorly on the quality of these cops um, that the players did not even try to remember their names. They were so bad. They just added fake names to these people. <laughs> They're like, no, oh, they yeah, don't get amazing. they don't get names like Inspector Luso. This is Kringo and Bringo, the fuck ups. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh. You, you know you, you know you fucked up when you know when people the players don't even... refuse to abide by your real name. <laughs> it's just like I'm not going to give you the barest of minimums of respect for your role and responsibilities because you don't do your roles and responsibilities you fucking worthless piece of shit uh, that was so much fun uh, and then also you know you can also be hyper hyper good at your job as well where you're surrounded by idiots Oh, you, oh you can be really good at your job and then you have like these parasites upon you. That's true. That's fun. Or where part of your job is catering to those parasites. So it's like, oh, I'm really got good at the social smoozing. Um, but damn, yes, if the is. people that I'm schmoozing are total assets. <laughs> <laughs> you have anything you want to say else about, uh, you know, characters' roles and assigning them as you're building out the character. Like, at this point, I don't even think you've technically... You've probably like rolled up stats if they apply, um, and have established some higher-level concepts of your character, but I don't think you have any of the, the, the details pinned down yet. Right. I mean, like, there's a couple like, aspects of every character. Um, uh, let's just start off with like, the uh, character's history. Like, what they have done thus far in Mm -hmm. their life where do they come from who are their parents how to kill those parents where do they Um, go cotton eye joe do do they have kids can you kill those kids um who else uh do they have have friends ones (laughs) you know friends of any you know like uh maybe uh significant significant others you know that you can also kill um Mm -hmm. uh what else can you kill you can tell uh, that there's a bunch of pets. dungeon masters here if, in this if, call. <laughs> if there's a pet, oh, give me a sec. <laughs> Mom, I'm, I'm busy killing people. I'm, I'm talking about killing people's loved ones. Anyways, uh, pets. <laughs> you can Just also kill like pets. kill kill the pets, and uh, what I I think I think that's about. I mean, you can kill the enemies too. Just just kill everyone. Um, if anyone is standing at the end of the campaign, you've done something wrong. <laughs> you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, establishing a history, like what your character has done up to the point that they are at. Like at this point, you are really getting solid ideas of 
who this person is and what's making them the person that they are. You're um, just a monster. I feel like it's a little bit easier if you have an idea of what the person is going to be whenever you start before you actually drop your history. That way there's a through line from the press from the past to the present. All right. And, and that just kind of helps create more realistic characters because people aren't f- birthed fully formed into the world with all of their very specific opinions on things. I mean, some people are. Um, <laughs> Name one. <laughs> well, uh, this Me, demonic bitch. child I created <laughs> was born into, was spawned into this world with all the hate uh-huh. inbuilt, you know? You didn't have to teach it. Hey, actually, that's a really cool idea. <laughs> You're like, you know what? This is when Nathan realized he's just written the Antichrist, and he yeah, hasn't I just, even- <laughs> just. I just realized that that's just the Antichrist. But <laughs> can you imagine? It's just like this, this like nice fellow that goes around doing nice things, and it's just like building relationships so that someday it's like he's not. He's not going to kill anyone. He's just going to belittle you as a friend and tell you that you're worthless. <laughs> just slowly demoralize you until you kill yourself. Oh. What a character arc. <laughs> yes. It's just like, ah, yes. He's such a nice, he's such a lovely guy, but every single person he's been friends with has died <laughs> by suicide. And it's like really suspicious. <laughs> You know what? I'm beginning to detect a pattern here. Maybe he's not the best guy. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's like, you know, trying to <laughs> convince people. I don't think he's so Give small up. at all. Give up. I think you should kill yourself. <laughs> Have you considered just not? <laughs> Have you considered that everyone leaves you because you're worthless? <laughs> oh. oh no. <laughs> How sad. Um, My reality, yeah. it's crumbling. <laughs> um, but yeah, filling out your character's history um, also is good for e- even if you're you're the player character, it's good for the DM to have something tied to the world at a specific time, at a specific place, into a specific character. And if you're the dungeon master yourself. Having your character have history makes them feel more real, right? Uh, whenever your character, you know, maybe has uh, some bad blood with another character as a result of something that they did when they were younger, or that their family has had beef with them for a long time, or uh, your character isn't welcome in certain circles because of something they did, or is particularly welcome in certain circles because of what they've done. Kind of helps to make that character feel a bit more fleshed out. Right. And I'd say how this kind of feeds into our next point is um, after you get this idea of your character's history and their role and their their duties um, and their purpose in the story is get an understanding of how that character feels about others and acts towards others. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, this isn't necessarily like, make him hate poor people, 
like specifically, right? It's one of those things where it's like, okay, this person is antagonistic towards blank, and he is a friend to people who are like blank, or mm-hmm. you know, something that gives him reasons to maybe make beef with potential other characters, or, or to reconcile that feeling that he has with, about other characters later. Um, mm-hmm. not necessarily anything as intense as like uh, class struggle or thinking another race, fantasy race is lesser um, it can also be about rival families or um, even something as simple as uh, not getting along well with brunettes like that was the first thing that came to my mind and I didn't stop thinking about it. Um, but yeah, the the way that your character feels about others and interacts with them, uh, it does tell a lot about the type of character that the people are looking at, or reading about, or engaging with, right? Um, I think one of the ways that some dungeon masters do dwarven racism really well is that they're not racism. outright antagonistic, towards the other races, generally. Um, But they are kind of... uh, I'd say it's like racism of low expectation. Where they're like, oh, I wasn't expecting such excellent craftsmanship from an orc. And you're like, didn't need to say that last part. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes. Fucking (laughs) orc. Ah, yes. Ah, such wonderful craftsmanship. I never would have expected yeah, the good it, was, it was made by a filthy half-breed. And you're like, oh, oh, oh. thanks, I guess? I don't know what to <laughs> say right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, it made me highly uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> Racism. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, thanks, Nathan. Contributing. <laughs> Racism. Let's fucking go. (laughs) Uh, I'd say once you get an idea for that, uh, get some quirks that make your character stand out from the crowd. Right? Um, Right. Clothing choices, uh, accents, uh, the mannerisms are all incredible ways to kind of draw your attention, your character's attention, without necessarily necessarily putting a giant neon sign that says this character is important. Um, this <laughs> in guy the player's is important, face. This I guy swear. is an integral character. This guy is an integral character. Danger. Danger. You can't kill him because <laughs> he's important. Um, but a lot of the times... The whole reason why we put spotlights on characters is to denote that they're generally something important to the narrative. And so having a a draw, like having people remember, oh, that's the guy that talks with the nasally accent helps to solidify that character in the player's heads, even if they don't 100% always remember the character's name. Mm -hmm. Um... (laughs) Which is one of the problems that I have oh, whenever no, I'm engaging in content, which is a character could be in the same show for three seasons. <coughs> it's not unlikely that I'll forget their name. 
but I will not forget their actions or their quirks. <laughs> it's like, who's that guy? Oh, he's the guy who. Get, oh, what's it? he? He plays the guitar and he, he always is. talks about chicken nuggets. And you're like, ah, he's I know a, exactly who you're talking he's about. He's a guy. <laughs> that's that's who he is. He's a guy who does the thing. Remember? Uh, and even if I won't remember the character's name, I remember things about them. He's the guy, guy. He's you know, that guy who does the thing. He, he <laughs> has eyes and ears, and possibly a personality. <laughs> and finally, solidify relationships the character has with the world. Um, so these are things like the parents, the sons, the children, or sons specifically, parents, children's loved ones, friends, uh, groups that love them, groups that hate them, uh, goals in mind, things that you can basically create a web utilizing the character, right? Uh, All of your characters can be small nexus points in the world where there are positive and negative things that each of the characters has in relationship to one another. Right. Because, I mean... It, it does help create a, a fleshed-out feeling world whenever you have people in both conflict and in resolution with one another. Um, and these relationships can go beyond just the party as well. Right. So you can have two people that the party likes, but don't, that don't like each other. Yeah, yeah exactly. Two, two opposing forces, like, oh, this person is in the blood cult and the other person is in the machine cult and they don't get along. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they fucking hate each other. They don't like each other very much. They're not buddies. They, they, they angry. <laughs> they don't like each other. They're mad. Yep. And I feel like after you have that you have a pretty solidly fleshed out character who can also function as a springboard for the creation of other characters. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and can function as a springboard for greater detail of your world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have yeah. anything you want to add? I think to sum up, like, I mean, as one of the key parts of your place interacting with your world, characters are highly important to crafting your worlds. You know, mm-hmm. feel and um, telling stories about that world through your characters. Absolutely. And with and that... I'd say leave yourself okay. a little open for having uh, spur-of-the-moment characters. Um, those are like the kinds of ones that you just have in your back pocket to improv with whenever your party um, just decides they want to fuck around and find out. <laughs> fuck around um, and find out. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, oh, what's this character's name? It's Boblin the Goblin. And it Boblin becomes an instant party favorite. Um, but kind of have an idea for what kind of random NPC might live around the area and just, you know, flow with it. Go with the flow. Flow with the go. Go That's with right. the flow and flow with that go. Do with the goo, if you will. No. 
Thanks for listening <laughs> to this episode of Riffs and Realms. Please give us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. Just as loads of dawn and even that much really helps us out. Support us get benefits at just behind the scenes content. Support us get benefits such as behind the scenes. Benefits. Support us get benefits such as behind the scenes content, early access episodes, and even input on Riffs and Rules topics. Find us on social media on Twitter at Riffwake Podcast. Join our Discord every month. We have a hangout session on the last Saturday of the month where you can speak with the cast. The link is in the description below. And you can send us an email, riffwakepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And keep your do in the good. <laughs> no. <laughs> at Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.